welcome to another episode of Coffee and Cricks. I am your host, Aaron Washington, here with my co-host, Mike. As good as always to be here. Alright, so uh, last episode we talked about dungeons. Um, yeah, a little bit of dragons. And we got distracted. We talked about different traps we like. Uh, we talked about what constitutes, what you need to think about when building a dungeon. And now that you've thought about it, you got to build a dungeon. Oh, you do? Yes. Yes, you got to actually put the darn thing together. I guess that would be part of it, wouldn't it? Right. So, uh, now we know the kind of what we idea of what we want. So, how do you how do you how do you start, Mike? How do you start building the dungeon? I usually use references. I'll, I'll, I'll look at modules if um, and choose like bits and pieces of them if I like them. If I'm doing more like a castle keep, I'll actually look at actual real-life castles and see what's actually in them, mm-hmm. uh, the locations of things, and then just like, okay, it's manned by orcs, where would they be stationed here, what kind of traps would they put up? Okay, so you start off with like a real, like, map, and then from there you kind of put things... In the proper In place. the proper places, yeah. okay, okay. So, um, how, how, how many rooms... <laughs> How many rooms? Well, I mean, that just that just depends on what kind of dungeon I'm making. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, if it's a castle, it might only have like ten to twelve rooms. Uh, a cave? Sometimes. I mean, I actually just like just randomly rolling caves generally because yeah. they're just sporadic in their own nature. Yeah, just, they're just kind of open. Uh, vaults. Spots. Really comes down to uh, how long I want the players to spend in there. It's like, all right, I want them to spend five levels in there, so it's gonna be like. Uh, six floor dungeon with like eighty two rooms and yeah wow um because I think it took us um I think Sunday it took it took about a session per floor yeah in the game we had about play. ten rooms per floor about ten about ten rooms ten yeah. rooms per floor and it took about a session a good three to four hour session to get through each floor and not every room was trapped. Uh, there were some. No, there was there was quite a few rooms that really didn't seem like they were mostly empty, except for some things like for RP value. Yeah. So you know, uh, a lot of times, you know, sometimes I'll take a, just the grid, the grid paper, uh, and uh, I'll pretty much draw a border that is the same size of the Chessex playmat. You know, that's a really good idea. And I'll draw, <laughs> I'll draw the border of the map. So now I know that for every square I draw is means a square on the map, and I'll budget out my space so I know that, okay, I could draw all of this on one map. Uh, man, that's so helpful. Most of the time I'm like, okay, this is like just some massive room. And yeah. It, it takes up more space on the paper. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that way it's like, it kind of helps me when I, like, actually draw it out. Because, like, I'll, I'll start drawing, like, I'll start with, like, a starting point. Like, I'll either the starting point is in the center, or some of that starting point is in the right-hand corner. And then from the right-hand corner, I begin to start just drawing out rooms and corridors. And I try to think, like, okay, these are kind these kind of rooms. So they're lined up, and there's multiple doors down this hallway. These are cells, so they'll be down there. And then I'll just keep drawing that same boxed outline. Mm-hmm. And I'll mark on one side, like, this is where the stairs are. This is the next floor. You come up up here. So then I would mark the same spot. So that way there's some kind of congruency yeah. to the. I mean, I've tried. I've tried that in the past, and I haven't had much luck with that oh. myself. And that's just because uh, I guess the way like some of the dungeons I've made are really really big, and so it requires multiple pieces of paper next to each other to 
Yeah, I mean, it's just to really get it, and I'm like, there's an arrow going here, going to 14A, and I have to line that mm -hmm. up with another yeah. sheet of paper. Because th there's also, like, uh, you don't have to draw the whole map on the board either. No. You could draw it out, and then rooms that require the physical thing, you, you, you do. Yeah, well, that's certainly true. For, for, for space, and depending on your style of gameplay. Like, if you're, um, if you're especially for those who do, like, Theater of the Mind, when you're doing a dungeon... Uh, it's, it's really good to, like, you know, this corridor goes left and right, blah, blah, blah. What I really love about the theater of the mind on the dungeons is letting players uh, trawl mm -hmm. their own maps. And it yeah. gives opportunity for them to actually yeah, yeah, we've get had, lost. Yeah, we've, uh, we've had people who've, like, who've done that before. Because like, if it's not on the board, somebody's like, okay, you take a left, you take a right, you take a left, a left, straight ahead, and then people end up with some really strange maps that don't actually match up with the actual right. dungeon itself. And, uh, you know, or... I've done a little bit of both. Like, I've done it where I've drawn it all out, and I'm like, okay, so this is what the room looks like. This is what you see. And then when they enter, like, the a room where it needs to be drawn, or they're, you know, it needs to be yeah, It's generally for, like, out. combat or traps, generally, I feel like. You yeah. Need to. It works really well for traps, so that way you can very much see, like, kind of who's caught in, who's not. Especially when it's not, like, the hallway kind of thing. Those yeah. are very general. The whole hallway ignites, or the fires down the hallway kind of thing, versus, you know, okay. Here in this 100-foot cavern. Yeah, because like, kind of, when you do a dungeon, especially if you're, if you drew it out on paper, and then you're like, okay, so who's in the room? It's kind of like, everyone's like, hmm. Yeah, he's asking, so do I want to be in there? Okay, yeah, no. Which sometimes I just ask generally now, just to kind of keep it up, even if nothing happens. Like, so who's in the room? Okay, and then keep moving. Mm. Just so it doesn't always be like a, oh, he's asking because something got triggered. Who's in the room? <laughs> Just throw them off a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to be in the room if he asks who's in the room type of deal. But Who's uh, opening the door? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh. I mean, because <laughs> uh, you got to think about like a lot of, uh, there's like certain things you can think about when it comes to drawing out your dungeon uh, structurally wise. Um, sometimes some buildings are made to be partially symmetrical in nature. Yeah. So, you know, if, if, if you've drawn it and they enter the center and there's doors to left and right, even though there could be different things in the hallways, there's a chance that they're going to be shaped in a similar fashion. Well, a lot of rooms generally are square or yeah. rectangular in nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, also you can consider when you do that... Like, uh, you know, even if the, both sides are the same, of course, like, the way they put the walls and divide it up can be different. So yeah. it, could, it could be like... I like pillars. Like, like, like an H. Like, like you know, if the, if the room is it's like an H hallway and each side has... This one has rows of rooms on the other side. The other side could have less doors because they're doubled up. Mm -hmm. Like, this is where these people slept. These people had more room. So well, it's bigger every, room, so they had yeah, less yeah, doors for on every that side two, of the hallway. For every two rooms one side had, you have, like, one over on this side to kind of help fill out the size of the dungeon. You know, what we didn't cover was crypts. Crypts. crypts are another really good dungeons yeah. that you can kind of do really crazy yeah, things yeah. Because crypts, crypts are essentially, like, people are just, crypts are, like, added on. So they don't have the same scheme as others. No, it's like some of it will make perfect sense as it was built on and they'll just add an add-on like right. oh, 100 well, years family, later. This family was combined with this family so they dug a hole here, uh, they hollowed it out and they add another crypt here and it goes down below and then not to mention, oh, before then there was another family here and they broke the rock down. Oh my God, there's another crypt that was buried below 
you know, crypts are good for that. Like, you know, hidden hidden places Definitely. in the stone. Yeah. Kind of gives you that offering of, uh, like, some, you know. It also fits traps very yeah. well. So you mentioned uh, using, you know, modules and stuff. Yeah. So uh, how do you approach using a module in your own dungeon? Uh, first, I like to read. Like, I'll go through the whole uh, dungeon part of the module. Mm-hmm. And just like, well, can I use this whole thing? Mm-hmm. And um, so if not, I'm like, okay, go like, all right, we, I want a crypt. I'll find a module with a crypt on it. Oh, okay, this is a crypt to ill matter. So ah, there's a lot of stuff in here that's not really what, you know, a crypt to the Lich Lord. It's mm-hmm. all sun holy symbols and stuff. So either, okay, I got to change my story to match the module. Or I can be like, well, okay, which rooms do I really like? What traps are really good? Mm-hmm. And just like, okay, I'm just going to borrow this throne room. Because, hey, this is a really good throne room for Lich Lord. It's got, like, these shadowy portions that kind of uh, cast darkness in the center of the room. And uh, I was like, oh, I can put shadow mastiffs in there. Yeah. And just kind of build it up that way. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, what you're saying is, like, you can use, like, uh, use pieces of other dungeons to kind of help fill out yeah. Your rooms, and because here's the thing, like I mean, because also I've also fallen into the trap where you have to understand that if, if it's a dungeon, especially if the dungeon is from is old, there can be rooms that some rooms are empty. Some rooms, you know, kind of shows the vacancy of the place. Not everything has to have an encounter no. of some of some sort. Sometimes those empty rooms, either you know, they'll search a bit. Well, or, technically, I feel like it doesn't make sense to have encounters for every mm-hmm. room, right? Because, um, I mean, monsters are not just going to, especially if they're intelligent, are not just going to sit there and just let a fight break out five feet from them. <laughs> right, right. Just sitting there watching from the other room like, oh, boy, I hope our guys win. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if, if, it's a, if it's a keep that was meant to be defended, uh, when you draw that, you should, you know, draw those passages that maybe the monsters can use. Yeah. Even if you don't put them on the board, make little connecting uh, dots. Well, they make for some really interesting encounters. Like, okay, so this is the Dwarven Stronghold. So there's a section of walls that can only be reached by doing this giant U-shape and going around and fighting the hidden door. Yeah. Bad guys know this, and there's, like, these little murder holes that are dug through the wall, you know. And it's like, well, they just flank the party and just start shooting through the wall. Right. Or, you know, know, you can use that to kind of show the place had, like, more flavor and character. Um... When I draw out my dungeon, I want to put those hidden passages there. I literally just kind of go like, okay, and I start drawing little dotted lines, and I connect little areas. And even if I do or don't use the encounter, having them there just kind of gives the the path, the other passages, things. This kind of gives the the dungeon itself its own like nice little flair and character. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a dungeon is a character in itself, really, mm-hmm. and it can definitely have personality to it. Yes, 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 yes. Um. Also, uh, when you are writing out your, your dungeon and you're doing that, um, you should think about the balance between uh, traps versus encounters. Yeah, well, I mean, monsters aren't going to trigger their own traps. <laughs> I mean, generally, they will know where they're at. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definite- uh, so frequency, I guess, is a good word. Yeah, yeah, frequ- yeah, frequency is probably a really good way to put it. Like, how often are they attacked in your dungeon? You know, if, you're, if, you're, if your dungeon is being occupied... 
then it's probably more of creatures and the traps that they set to kind of catch people off guard than if your place is has been uninhabited, but you got some things that slowly kind of move, yeah. move around and roam the halls. I mean, in that case, you might even see some dead creatures in the dungeon itself. Like, yeah. And that could trip, like, oh, man, why? There, there's all these different there's rat bodies, and it looks like their bones have been bleached clean. Yeah. It was like, well, why, why is that? Yeah, what, what, what could do that? Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, it's an ooze. Man, there's an ooze around here. Yeah, what, what, is, what, is, what has made these things like this? Oh, like, these, these remains are, these remains of weapons and armor are perfectly clean. How did that happen? Oh. Well, if a, if a gelatinous cube went by, it ate all the organic matter and left them just kind of sitting there as it squeezed itself through a little hole. Yep. And it's all kind of piled into the corner. Like, there's those kinds of things that or you pre- can do. I like. I like previous adventures, too. Like, oh, okay, this... You see a, the body of a dwarf holding the body of a human. And you're like, man, why are they in this pose? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, like, what happened? You know, it also can set the tone or, or give hints to what they may happen before. Yeah, to, to like a trap that could be in the room. Yeah, like if, if you had a room where they see bodies of adventures, old bodies, and it looks like this dwarf's axe went inside the elf bowman's torso you see an arrow that looks like it fired off and it's in the rib it's in the heart area of someone that was like in wizard robes and then you see like a halfling body that's burnt down with a broken instrument you're like hmm it's it's like they did they did they did Did they they kill kill each other yeah like what 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 made them do that and then you know it kind of gives them that ambiance when you design your dungeon and you're putting things in rooms. Because not everything has to be a certain trap. Just having certain things like that in a room kind of helps set the stage on what you want to do. Mm. And those are essentially things because you don't, like, with every, you know what I'm saying, like, unless your dungeon's meant to be very, like, a short, we crawl in, there's a few rooms, and kill the boss or get what we want and then get out. Uh, these kinds of things, put these kind of things in the dungeon when you build it, gives it uh, a character, and it also gives it more playtime. Well, that's, yeah, because the players will RP generally. About, right. Like, you want, hey, you want, what do you think happened? Should we go forward? What if this room is trapped? Right. Because, like, a dungeon is also, to make it, a dungeon also is a full time. It's not, so it's more than just, like, a, a door grind. Yeah, you're just like kind of kicking the door, fight the mob, yeah, kicking the door. flashbang clear. You're not just kind of doing that every, every so often. Well, this also helps players remember your dungeon after they've gone through it. Yeah. If there's just stuff in it, it's less like... You know, why does everybody's right hand gone? Why is yeah. every right hand gone? What's what's with it? What is going on? And it's like kind of thing, those kinds of things give the dungeon flavor when you write stuff in the room. So sometimes you don't have to like, when you draw these rooms and you just have like this connecting part and that's all it's there for, you don't have to put something in that little square. Sometimes you can just like, you know, yep, there's a body. Yep, there it is. There's, there's just a body. What's the body up? Maybe it fell victim to a trap they already well, saw. The thing is, you can just roll for it. Boom, that's yeah. human. Yeah, it uh, looks like a looks like a like a, like a long got hit with an arrow. It looks like uh, he was hit by that trap you just avoided. It looks like he was hit with it but kept moving. Yeah, and, and laid here and like bled out. You know, maybe he wrote like a note or something like that. It's very good to kind of give the dungeon you're running uh, a flavor. Um, so, Mike, uh, mm. is there anything? 
So if someone is making a dungeon, what what advice would you would you give them? I, they're like, hey man, I'm building my first dungeon. Uh, I look at other dungeons. Going back to my look at how other people have made dungeons. Oh. And just try to get ideas from that. Yeah. Don't feel like you have to do come up with every. Yeah, single. you don't need to come up with every single room because that's very difficult. And going back to like details and things like that. Time consuming too. Um, there are actually some online, there are random generators uh, that will actually generate entire dungeons with uh, you know, tidbits of information in each room, and you can kind of just random generate a dungeon and just be like, okay, and just kind of adapt it to what you wanted. Make it your own. Like, kind of you make know. it your own. Like, you know what, I don't like the dressing in that room, and I don't like the fact there's three orcs, you know, I'd make them three lizard men instead, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll put a bones of a dragon in there, oh, that'd be cool. And that'll help with, like, the layout. Because it'll plan the layout for you. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you just kind of just... Yeah, because sometimes it's just... Some people are just not... Sometimes just, like, making the way it is and how many rooms and stuff is the task. It is, I mean, know? it can be. It's a lot of thought. Like, okay. Uh, so, I, I got two floors. I think I want to do two floors. Man, I don't know where to even start yeah. <laughs> on this. And sometimes just having it, using those kinds of uh, tools... Where it's just showing it out is kind of really all you need. And then you can kind of go from there. Because then you can just add in what you want. You know, a lot of a lot of people feel really pressured to, to do these huge things. And not every dungeon has to be like this monstrous crawl. No. Like, yeah. Because not every game is really meant for that kind of, kind of gameplay. Uh, like, this is our real... This is... I mean, we've been playing for months now. This is your first... This is the first time you guys have been like... Dungeoning. Like, I mean, you said you didn't really like dungeons. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not. I'm like I. It's, it's. I personally, dungeoning is not my. I don't yeah. feel like it's my strongest. Well, thing. I mean, uh, yeah. My it's problem possibly. is players spend too much time in my dungeons. Your dungeons are so full, Mike. There's yeah. just always some. There's so much stuff that you know. You go in there and you're supposed to do a little level one to three mission, and you come out level five and yeah. buff and. Well, some of that is just I've, I've built some of these dungeons over the years. I mean, they might have started off as like ten rooms, and after several years, of now you know thirty rooms. You know? Yeah, like don't. Also, yeah, that too. Like when you start making stuff, keep them, hold on to it, and then kind of move on from there. Yeah, you can always use the stuff you make again, mm-hmm. um, especially if you have a different group that's never been through that dungeon, and you're like, you know what? I ran it once. I didn't like the way that trap worked. So let me retool it a bit. Yeah, re- redo it. Oh, maybe it'd be better if it worked like this and things like yeah. that. Uh, it, it's it's very much like a it's a, it's a process like everything else when it comes to D and D. Sometimes <laughs> trial and error. So just don't feel afraid to borrow stuff and don't feel afraid to like try yourself. Like don't don't hesitate to to put your own uh, put your own mix in and just make some rooms and yeah. draw some circles and some squares and make some hallways and. Falling rocks and whatever you need to do. Yep, that reminds me of map making when I just you know crushed a cookie one day and it's like, man, this seems like it would be a good continent. Just crash. <laughs> just crushed a cookie. And I was like, yeah, this looks. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple islands over there and on that chocolate chip. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at this little cluster. Let me draw little things around them. Yeah. These is a cluster of aisles. You know, it's one of those things where you you gotta get your own knack for it. And every every DM over time, you get your own vibe, right? You get your own thing about what you like. You know, and not every dungeon uh, has to be drawn out like in a crypt cave, because I, you guys, you guys technically went through a dungeon that was a marsh. Yeah. It was it was it was a dungeon, but it 
was open land. It was a marsh. Uh, I think I used like it had, layers. It had fogs and fogs and really thick trees that we couldn't move through. Yeah, it was like uh, there was a, there was a bog. There yeah. was like a bog and liquid, and you guys put your foot down. And like, oh, this kind of goes up to our waist if we go out there, and that became kind of like the borders. Then I had just face spider web, like tons of space spider web that you guys were. I had to cut through. They were like, I can't believe you, that spider rolled in that twenty <laughs> to catch me in its web. That was oh, I can't. Believe, I still can't believe that. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. <laughs> I almost died for that. Cause they, their web, uh, you disappear in their web. I know. Well, I was already separated from the party, so just getting ganked by a spider on that twenty was just like, well. <laughs> yep. That's that's it. That's that's that is how I fall, folks. But there's a there's definitely like different ways you can um. Well, that kind of goes into the um. Uh, uh, I had a DM in a long uh, a long time ago. Uh, he used to actually uh, use uh, what's it those, those reference guides to video games. You know when they had those strat guides mm-hmm. when they used to be like paper strat guides, and he would just be like, you know what, I really liked this dungeon in like Ultima or Wizardry, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm just gonna try to convert that to D and D. So video games can be a really good inspiration. Yeah, yeah, that, that definitely could. Uh, that definitely could work. I had um, one DM try to do Castlevania. Oh boy, <laughs> that was quite a task. Yeah, that seems. All right, it's time to platform, guys. <laughs> I get cast... to do, we get to do some jumping. Yeah. I cast fly. You got, you got your whip, right? <laughs> I cast fly. Like I you know, float around. I drew it form into a bird. Uh, I mean, like we do it. Um. The first game, you guys were technically in a dungeon, but it was a burning city and the walls of fire and debris falling as buildings were crashing were your dungeon walls yeah, and the, your openings. Anything that obscures past, you know, right. your passage. Yeah, so dungeons do not have to be, you can kind of play or play of course, around. I, I will say this does prove some uh, more difficulties the higher level the party is uh, and the more access they have to certain spells can yes. make that extremely difficult. Yes. If open. they're flying or casting dimension doors and open yeah. World dungeons don't quite work as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're definitely unless you have like things for that, like you know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they were a little bit higher level and they're in a burning city, um, maybe have a goal. Maybe like they're trying to get as many people out as they need to. That that kind of chains them down a little bit because now they have to usher. They have to guide the people. They have through. to get. They have to get people through. Um, you know, having, you know, uh, they're attacking, there are things flying in the air, and that's a little, to make that well, a little they don't, dangerous. The player characters don't want to fly if there's, like, wyvern riders out flying. Yeah, yeah, or, you know, or wyverns or any other type of flying creatures that are kind of swooping down, and there are other ways. Definitely, um, take your, that's a good another thing, take your party's level into consideration when you make your dungeon. Yes. Um, the big, one of the bigger culprits I've seen is, uh, move stone. I think what it is. Move, move shape stone? Stone shape. Stone, stone shape, shape, stone yeah. Shape, yeah stone shape. So basically, you, 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 touch, you touch a stone wall, you know, touch a, a cavern wall and kind of like... It makes a door. It makes a door. And, it makes a door. And so uh, wood shape is another one. It's like, mm-hmm. oh man, there's this oak door. We can't get past this lock. Yeah, you know, wood shape, you know. And then, yeah, well, <laughs> you know, the, you got you to be prepared for those kinds of things. Um, and, uh, and, and, but when I say prepared, know that they can happen. Um, it shouldn't always be a deterrent, like, oh, every time I try to stone shape a door, something comes at me. 
You know what I mean? Like, don't. Well, I mean, I've seen DMs do, do that, that in the past. Don't do uh, that. No, I, didn't, I mean, it's, it's just a bad way to solve problems. Like, well, the druid is always using pass through, pass through stone just walking through the wall, so how am I going to handle this? Well, like, it's one of those things where they can't, there's still things, like, they can't go in with people. Yeah, they, they have to kind of go alone. in by themselves. They're alone, and, you know. Uh, they waste spell slots if they cast stone shape. Yeah, there's, there are definitely things, like, I feel like, because uh, a lot of times I hear, like, man, these casters are a problem. <laughs> but, like, when you make, when, you, when they're in those higher level dungeons, you would have to think that the people who made them would have certain precautions. Not everything, but yeah. just certain precautions for those types. Especially if they're higher level caches themselves. Yeah. They would know that these things are available. But by all means, don't use your dungeon to punish the character because they have Fine Trap or because they have those kinds of... Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, Fine Trap doesn't always find all the traps. Though. No, it just finds a single one. <laughs> you know, oh man, he always walls of stone over all my whole... Pit things. Or, like, well, uh, because yeah. some things aren't labeled as traps. So, if it's, if it's an item that will, if you touch it, you die, yeah. might not have been put there as a trap. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody could act, you know, a hero could have died on his adventures and dropped it there. Now you hear the true foolishness <laughs> that is Mike as he's uh, telling you these things, guys. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Aaron. But, uh, yeah, I definitely, just definitely don't do that. Like, I mean, because, I mean, they're, they're spellcasters, and they already have their own deficits. Because it's still, even when they use spells to do these things, they're still burning resources. They are. And, you know, it's, uh, it's not like, you know, they're hacking away with it with an un, with a, uh, unlimited resource. When someone does something like that, they, they you know, they, they've used it up. And that's something they can't do I later. mean, they still have to fight the monsters at the end. They or still, at some point. So it, It's still attack. So don't feel like you have to, like... Show up your your casters because oh them in dungeons it's such a problem. There's definitely ways like I said, uh, Nostagal's magical or especially playing fifth edition is really good against casters. Uh, people who always constantly cast detect magic. Um, if someone is detecting magic as a ritual, make sure in the dungeon. Make sure that you realize that they know that you're going to take ten minutes yes. to cast this spell. That's a big one. Ten minutes. Ten minutes ten to minutes. cast a spell, and maybe there's a chance for something to happen. Um, if they're using detect magic and use like, oh my god, the final of my spells, well, that's when I mentioned Nostagal's mag- Nostagal Magical Lore. It's a level 2 spell. It's yeah. only a level 2 spell. And it literally hides magical things. Or magic circles with contingencies. There are definitely ways to, to do it. Well, this, this, uh, there's a spell on it. Well, there's a contingency spell that is also there. Yeah, that when the first is another thing, really good one to put on When the first thing is dispelled, this thing is. I thought, th- I thought that was pretty good when you had that in your uh, dungeon. Well, when this is dispelled, it casts another spell. <laughs> so I was like, oh, look, you dispelled the Cone of Cold, and now it casts Lightning Bolt. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Fair enough. The Lightning Bolt will hit whoever dispels it. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was like, uh, oh, you, you removed that. You rolled high enough to remove that. Well, guess what? Now this triggers, or this is set, or you set across the middle, because these are things that could be done. And it also gives the dungeon like some dynamic. Like, man, whoever built this, they were they were really uh, they were expecting anti magic fields are really good for dungeons. Yeah. So. so there's definitely ways beyond just slapping your caster for being a caster. Um, definitely. 
you know, let your let your rogue, if you have one, get the chance to pick locks and things like that. I think I mentioned the first one that I even in my dungeon that's like magically enhanced. I, I give my. Well, not give, all locks have to be mastercrafted epic right, locks. Right, right. Because I mean, they wouldn't want this on like a regular hallway door between two rooms. Nothing like, oh my god, we need the key every time. This is a kind of. Yeah, right, we trapped our bedroom with this mastercrafted lock that can be only opened by the ruined Theroux on he, floor thirty-seven. <laughs> but he was just a regular grunt soldier. Yeah, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff is a little bit overkill. Um, uh, you know, give give your. Your guys like time to shine. You make it up definitely when you think about your player player comp um, in your dungeon. And loot, don't forget about loot in dungeon. People oh, yeah, like loot. people like loot. Loot is also loot. Is, loot is also a a trap. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it can be. Well, I mean, like not like a, I mean, like the I guess the proper word is the bait for the trap. <laughs> loot also can be the bait for the trap, and also yeah, loot should match kind of like what's in the. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not saying things can't find their way in from other adventurers and other things like that, but you kind of want it all. All of these things are just more characteristic to make your dungeon more whole. Uh, and all these orcs all have spell books for some reason, but they're, they're all using battle axes and wearing full plate. I don't understand. They all have rings. <laughs> like, I love the, uh, the disposable rings you had them have, where like oh, they, yeah. had, they had like one or two spells in, and after that, it just crumbled away. It couldn't be recharged. Yeah. Like, like someone made it for them, and they're just plain wooden bands or stone yeah, well, bands. They're a perfect uh, thing that the wizard could, the, the lich could make for their lackeys. Like, here, take this ring of spell storing, has one spell in it. And when you need it, use it. Yep. That's it. There you go. <laughs> so, and the, like those those kind of expendable resources are really fun to have. And players love those kinds of things. You they know, because if they manage to say, you know, kill the orc before he can use the ring, then that ring is now at their disposal. Yeah, and they have it. They they, they have it. Uh, same thing with like potions or scrolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so just a lot of things to consider when actually putting your dungeon down on paper. Uh, but above all, you know, just your goal in the, even in the dungeon is for to have for you guys and all you guys to have fun at the table. Just remember that. Um, try not to punish your players for it. No, don't use your dungeon as a way to show them who's boss. <laughs> so uh, we switched it up. We had the the creamer. What was the creamer? God, it was the Cold Stone Creamery. Yeah, it's like it's all like. Uh, I'm not sure if it was vanilla. I was it's, like, just, it's like a cake type thing or something just super sweet. I suppose uh, I always uh, associate Cold Stone with ice cream. Yeah, I know that's what it is. That's what it is. I think it's like an ice cream flavored creamer. Uh, Nissa bought it for me for my birthday. Thanks, Nissa. Uh, and she was like, "This is the best. I always use it. Try it out." So we had that with the Dunkin's. So Mike. Well, I mean, it's not Reese's. <laughs> it's not going, going off of the last, last episode. He's not uh, it's not, not Reese's. Mike is biased for Reese's. Okay? Yeah, you, you heard it. Re- Reese's flavored coffee with the Reese's uh, creamer. You know, that 20 right there. Auto 20. <laughs> Auto creamer. I mean, it would be better if I could actually dip my Reese's into my coffee, into the Reese's creamer, and just kind of melt it a bit. Uh, no, nah, I mean, that's, you should, you should do co- it. That's not even you, coffee. That's you not sh- even you coffee. should do it. You should do it. It's um, not coffee anymore. <laughs> um, but I mean, actually, the cold stone creamer was pretty good. Um, I guess I'm not a big fan of like the Dunkin' Donuts coffee as much. I guess but not definitely not like the French vanilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the creamer was good. I really enjoyed the creamer. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give this a, a 12 because I really like the creamer, but the, the vanilla Dunkin' Donuts coffee wasn't great. Okay, okay. Uh, I, on the other hand, really enjoy uh, Dunkin' Donuts vanilla uh, Dunkin' Donuts uh, their coffee more than I like the Nantucket. I don't like. Ah, <laughs> you get out of here, 
Savage, Bob Barry. I, I just don't understand. Like, like this, like I don't know, I don't know. But uh, I really like the combination, so I'm actually gonna give this cup a uh, a solid 17 because uh, I liked it. It, it to, for me, it tasted really good. I enjoyed it uh, down to the dregs of, of the bottom of my <laughs> cup, and I definitely could have used another one. So well, there, there's some more. There's more over there. So there it is, uh, guys. Please continue to support, like us, share us. Uh, thank you very much. For everyone who's been doing that so far, for those who've contributed to us on Patreon, we still want to give you guys another shout-out. Yeah, you guys you are, are, are amazing and you're awesome. The most, you're the most awesome. Uh, we are currently working on grabbing some more mics. Uh, well, I gotta, well, there's only room for one mic on this show. Yes, we're getting a bunch <laughs> of more mics. Ah, dang damn it. Uh, <laughs> also, um, we, we got, uh, we're going to get some video equipment. So we can eventually start uh, streaming a game. I've been working really hard on a nautical pirate game. I've been writing it out. I've been writing it. I don't know, Aaron. Making we, it. we all died horrible deaths the last time. Well, that was all your faults. Nah, 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 nah. All of our faults. Well, not, well I mean, it was some of the players' faults. <laughs> ah, yeah, all right. It was some of the players' faults, definitely. So, some of us weren't in that room when they chucked that uh, goblet of water elemental summoning into the portal of water elemental control. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. I think the goblet had, like, the, like, a, no, it was into the portal of an abyss. Uh, with uh, a bit, uh, around a summoning circle. So oh, it's getting better. It's getting better. It's getting, it's getting much better. <laughs> horror came out. Um... But uh, that's, what we, that's what we're kind of working on. That's what we're gearing towards. So uh, just keep please checking us out. And uh, remember, guys, the quest never ends. Thanks, guys, for listening. You can follow us at DMWorld at 9029 on Facebook. And you can follow us on Twitter, DMWorld9029. Please listen to us again. Hope you enjoy. Remember, guys, the quest never ends.